the euro fell yesterday even though the ecb chief lagarde didn't give away much apart from it's too early to talk about rate cuts guys and the decision will be data dependent and well the data show that the U.S. economic growth was strong in the fourth quarter, while price pressures ease in the final quarter of last year. So, risk appetite remains strong. Equities remain bid, while oil finally had the positive breakout that many investors were looking for for weeks. So, welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So the euro dollar took the direction of the south yesterday during the European Central Bank chief Christine Lagarde's post-monetary policy decision press conference where, well, she didn't really want to say anything crazy, but she was really, really pressed like a lemon by journalists. So the ECB left its interest rates unchanged at yesterday's meeting, reckoned that inflation in the eurozone, apart from uptick due to energy-related base effect, is going toward their 2% policy target and that the economic activity in the eurozone is slowing as response to a tighter monetary policy and higher interest rates. And, well, that was pretty much it, really. So, a Bloomberg News guy who was unhappy with these answers and who was sitting in the room went ahead and asked, but hey, Lagarde, you said in Davos last week that the European Central Bank could cut the interest rate in summer. What about that? To which Christian Lagarde answered a cold and quite emotionless. It was unanimously decided that it was premature to discuss on interest rate cuts. She actually took refuge in that data dependency narrative and she said that they are obviously careful with the rising shipping costs, even though these costs represent only one and a half percent of the total transport costs. So it really sounded like she had been very, very the roughly told by her colleagues that she should just shush the heck up just not to give away many things about this rate cut thing. Then a CNBC's reporter came up and said, oh, you know what, Lagarde, June would be a super time to cut the interest rates, wouldn't it? As you guys will be releasing the latest forecast as well. To which Christian Lagarde repeated that the next decisions will be data dependent so the decisions will be data dependent data dependent so my four-year-old has exactly the same expressions on his face really when i tell him to say or not to say something somewhere so data dependent i don't know anything more than data dependent so that's what my mom told me data dependent Still, at some point, she lets a timid, I stand by what I said in Davos, that the ECB could cut the race in summer. And during all this time, the euro dollar was drifting lower. So the pair took out the 200-day moving average support, fell to 108.20 after the meeting. It's a little higher this morning, but we are now below that 200-day moving average and the ECB rate cut bets on falling inflation and on slowing European economies remain well in play right now with many, many investors out there now thinking that June could actually be a good time for the ECB to start cutting interest rates and, well, three more of these rate cuts could follow throughout the year. 
Though across the Atlantic Ocean, the situation and the mood was a little bit different, really, because the US released its latest GDP update ad, well, the data was as good as it could possibly get. So the US economy grew 3.3% in the fourth quarter versus 2% growth expected by analysts. The US economy grew 2.5% for all of last year, so we are very, very far from a recession uh, number. The consumer spending growth slowed to 2.8%, but that remains strong on healthy jobs market and healthy wages growth. Then business investment and housing in the US were supportive of the growth as well. And, and and the cherry on top of it, the GDP price index, which is a gauge of inflation, fell to 1.5% in the fourth quarter. And I'm not finished. Data from rent.com showed that the medium rent rate in the US declined in December. And that's obviously good news when considering that rents have been one of the major drivers of inflation lately and they look like they are cooling down in line with expectations. I mean, yesterday's data was the definition of Goldilocks in numbers. Good growth, slowing inflation. So, the US two-year yield fell below 4.30% level and the 10-year yield well, is now below 4.10% mark as the strong numbers yesterday didn't necessarily hammer the Federal Reserve cuts expectations given that inflation slowed. Now, investors are not really sure that March would bring the first interest rate cut from the Federal Reserve as the probability of a March rate cut is just around 50% right now, but a May cut is almost fully priced in. Now today, all eyes are on the Federal Reserve's favorite gauge of inflation, which is the co-PCE number expected to have retreated to 3% in December. So a PCE number in line with expectations or ideally softer than expected could further boost risk appetite in the US and across some other major markets. What could go wrong? Well, energy prices could go wrong because we finally had that positive breakout that we were looking for in oil prices. The barrel of American crude finally cleared that $75 per barrel resistance level and extended gains above the $77 per barrel level on muddy geopolitical picture in the Middle East and on the back of a 9 million barrel slump in the US weekly oil inventories last week. The American crew tested the 200-day moving average to the upside, that's near $77.5 per barrel level, but has so far been unable to take it out. But, but positive momentum is clearly building. The ample supply story has been broadly priced in and out, and if Middle East tensions take over the market narrative, so there will be no reason to keep the oil bulls contained at the current levels. The next natural target for oil bulls is the 200 day moving average. If broken, the bulls will challenge the $78.60 per barrel level, which is the major 38.2% Fibonacci retracement on September to December sell-off, and a breakout above this level will point at a medium-term bullish reversal in oil prices and could pave the way for a further rise toward the $80 per barrel level. In the FX markets, note that the US dollar index ticked higher yesterday as the euro fell across the board during Christine Lagarde's presser. But 
any further weakness in today's PC numbers in the US could limit the upside move in the US dollar index and we'll also actually throw a floor under the euro dollar's weakness around that 200 day moving average. Now, broadly, it would sure be absurd if the Fed started cutting interest rates with such a strong economy before the European Central Bank, which actually deals with a serious economic slowdown on its side across the European countries. But nothing is impossible. The Fed doesn't look at other central banks to make a decision. So an earlier Fed cut could slow down the euro's depreciation. But I think that it will not stop it. Inequities, the good data from the US yesterday gave a positive spin to the S&P 500 and Nasdaq 100 indices, but Tesla's slump limited gains. Tesla shares tanked 12% yesterday after the company missed expectations for the fourth quarter and reckoned that further price cuts would unlikely boost demand in a way to keep growth going at like 50% levels per year. Elsewhere, the bad news is Intel tumbled 10% in the after-hours trading following a disappointing forecast as it has hard time fighting back the all-strong NVIDIA and AMD right now, which are, well, catapulted to the moon on the AI craze. The good news is, well, NVIDIA and AMD lowers and the whole market will barely react to the Intel news. Intel is no longer the focus of chip investors and global macro investors as a result of it, because NVIDIA is, as you know. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipekos Kardeshke and thanks for joining me and thank you for all your supportive comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe to our youtube channel for daily market comments and please don't forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you actually enjoy them so i will meet you again next week and until then good day trading and have a lovely weekend